VoiceAmericaBusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit VoiceAmerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. There are entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. This is Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and CC1Consulting.com and it's a, a pleasure to be back with you again. Um, firstly, let me just start by um, saying a thank you again to Adrian and uh, Lola and Tim Dingle last week for joining me and discussing the importance of, of good news and the importance of communicating good news and also of uh, positive thinking and some great tips there on really keeping ourselves positive and achieving more of what we want. Uh, now, I'm I'm really getting continuously amazed uh, by the feedback and also the quality of the content that these shows are producing. And the, the show archive, I'd really recommend. It's, it's a tremendous place to go to learn lots of new practical ideas and inspiration. So if you've got a topic that's relevant to you, check through the archive and uh, do check out the materials because there's some brilliant um, content. And also, don't forget to subscribe to my monthly newsletter at bemoreachievemore.com. I only send a, a note out once a month and it's really to let people know about uh, the uh, shows that are coming up and the guests that we've got coming up heading and also learnings that I've had from these shows so far you might find that valuable so let's talk today about team and individual performance now to win in today's business you need both mental and physical fitness and today's guest I can assure you has it now last year I was at an event and uh, and this guy, Billy Schwer, just bounced full of energy onto the stage. And he had the largest belt I've ever physically seen around his waist. And it soon became apparent that he'd spent 20 years in probably the most grueling and demanding sport there is. And that's the sport of boxing. Now, during that time, he won British, uh, Commonwealth, European and IBO world boxing titles. He was a world champion. Now, the next phase of his life however, proved to be just as challenging as Billy battled his way back from depression, divorce, and even bankruptcy after his retirement from the boxing ring. Now, I read that he went from being very wealthy to having only £5.40 to his name. Um, Billy, however, successfully managed to make the transition over the next few years into a very inspiring speaker. And he helps individuals and teams punch well above their weight, not punching each other, of course, but uh, achieving great results together. Now, his skills, courage and determination and grace in the ring, um, I know that they attracted a huge fan base at the time. And his personality made him a favorite amongst other boxers, promoters and the media. And what he's done is he's very cleverly used the lessons learned in, in pursuing the world championship experiences after retirement 
and uh, been guided by his passion for living. And as a consequence, he's built a successful business as an inspirational and motivational speaker and a performance coach. Now, he believes that to produce world-class results requires a balance of mental, physical, and nutritional fitness. He's also actively involved in many charities. He set up the Billy Schwer Foundation. He delivers speaking sessions um, and uh, mental boxing workshops in schools, youth offending institutes, and organizations that include uh, organizations like Turning Point, the Prince's Trust, and Compass that really support young people to reach their potential. So a big welcome today to Billy Schwer. Hello, Chris. Thank you very much. Great to be here. Nice to have you too. Um, how are you today? I am fantastic. It's Friday, so happy Friday to everyone. The day's been great so far, so I'm really looking forward to our conversation we're going to have. Fantastic. And of course, some of the listeners in the United States and other places might be there that morning. So, um, hope yeah, good morning. Good morning to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> happy Friday. <laughs> so, Billy, I, I wonder maybe a place to start before we get into, um, into some of the kind of key principles around team performance, individual performance. I mean, probably a question that I'd like to know. And, and I wonder if some of our audience uh, might like to know too. You know, can you explain? What's it like to be fighting in a boxing ring and a, and a really tough opponent? Chris, so many people want to know that question, that question answered. And it's, I tell you what, it's, that's the easy bit. Getting it, fighting is just the easy bit. It's the, finding the courage to step in between the ropes. That's the hard bit. And it's the, the preparation, the training, all the stuff that you do beforehand. That's, that's the tough bit. But then when you step into the ring, the first bell goes, then all that training, all that hard work, it all comes into the fore and you just get into focus. Who I am, fighter as a boxer, and it'd be, um, I was just out to win. I want to, be, I want to become a champion. It's like, how could I win? So when you're in there, you just let it all flow and it's just, but it hurts. It's painful. I've had my nose broken on many occasions. I've had broken hands and it's been, it's been, it's been a real challenging um period of my life as a fighter but I loved it that's what I did but it's it's really confronting it's really a challenge to step in so anyone's listening who's been into the ring into a boxing ring even in the gym they will know what I'm talking about because it takes a great deal of courage just to step in there and just lace the gloves on and have a go because that's that's where it takes courage it takes courage then the great thing about that is the learnings that you get from stepping inside the inside the ring, you can put out there into life, into the world about using that courage into other areas of life, and that's what that's what I talk about really about where does that courage come from, and how how can we apply it to other areas of life, or that that we can all win, it's creating a win win for everybody. Now, I've I've seen some of the images of some of your kind bloody battles i mean have you got a have you got a high threshold to uh, pain um or i think i think i have i think it's years and years of training i started boxing when i was eight years eight years old so that's what i did from that's all i know it's like i, I just can't remember anything else so i've got my pain threshold is yeah it must be quite high i suppose and i'm used to fighting so i'm, I'm a trained fighter so in that situation I would take take punches and then I would respond because that's my that's just my training. We're all trained in something. We're all special. We're all specialists in something. And I, my thing was about master trying to master the game of boxing and mastering myself inside of that game as well. So I think we all 
we all have that in us is about that mastery what is that we're all experts at something we all excel at something and what is that and it's my thing was boxing so and it takes it takes a lot of courage and you have to take punishment to to be able to be a successor in the boxing ring what what um what makes you want to put yourself into that situation though and uh, you know in 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 business uh, you know, often we have to put ourselves into situations, sometimes maybe ones that we don't like, and we, we want to go out there and get great results. But I know, you know, in talking to you sometimes, you know, going into those big, big fights, it was almost, you know, kill or be killed, the kind of attitude that you took. I mean, what made made you want to put yourself into that situation and test yourself in that way? Chris, I think it helps if you're a bit nuts. You need to be a little bit mad, I think, to step into the ring. And it's like, you talk about almost kill or be killed. Now, for me, it was kill or be killed. It was life or death. I used to step into the ring. And as, when I talk about it, it sounds, it sounds crazy. I would step into the ring prepared not to come out. I was willing to make the ultimate sacrifice to become a champion, to, to win the title, to become champion of the world. And like the title of your thing, Be More, Achieve More, is so, so apt and so perfect. I want to be somebody. I want to achieve something which is going to define me as a man. I want to achieve, I want to be something extraordinary and I want to do something a little bit different. And I, that was the driver for me uh, to step into the ring and be prepared to go. I mean, in a fight situation, I've been to the depths of my soul in, in a fight and I've had to drag something up from somewhere to continue battling on. And it's a, it's a real, cause there's in the ring, there's, there's, you can run, but you can't hide. There's no, that you can't go nowhere. So you are, you are in there one-on-one and you, you go places internally, mentally. And it's like, where can you dig something extra from in that moment? And it's like, wow, it's like, it's, it is so confronting, but it was the training that I did from a kid of eight years old that enabled me to get to a world level and be able to compete at a world level with those with those guys, and we both had the ability, and it was like that's how that's what it was for me. But I wanted to, I wanted to achieve something with my life. That was that's what that was a big driver for me. Mm. And, and what, why you know do you think that boxing is is such a powerful metaphor for for team and individual performance, uh, particularly you know in the tough economic climate? Absolutely. It is tough out there. It is tough. You speak to lots of people and lots of people are struggling. And, and my business is it's not easy. It's tough. It's tough. It's about what's going to have who goes up in my business is I've got to be something. I've got to bring something to the table, something powerful. And it's like the boxing is a great metaphor for life because Listen, life is a fight. Life is a battle. Life is a challenge. And we're all going through it in different degrees. And it is a challenge. And, and we can all relate to boxing. I think most people, listen, you may not agree with boxing. You may think it's barbaric. And I, listen, I can't disagree with that. Because boxing is brutal. It is brutal. I think if, I think if, if you had my wife on the, on the line at the moment, I think she would certainly agree with that principle. Um, but uh, you know, I, yeah. Myself, for some reason, I find it an engaging thing to watch, and I don't know if it's a male yeah. thing or, or or what. But um, yeah, maybe it may be a male thing. But if you look at now, I mean, the Olympics. We just had the Olympics, so we've had women boxing in the Olympics for the oh, first fantastic. time. Fantastic. So there are lots of women who are down the gym. There's loads and loads of. If you go on Facebook, for example, on Facebook, there's millions of fighters out there, and there's lots and lots of women. 
women just women are really embracing it and it's like a lot of them love it I thought what a Nicola Adams, I thought what a wonderful, energetic person. I mean, she so, seemed so happy in finding a calling yeah. and doing what she was doing, didn't she? Absolutely. It's incredible. It's great to, to watch her excel at something. I mean, yeah, the, to win a gold medal at the Olympic Games, uh, yeah, it's just incredible. And she, it's, it's great for, for over here in England. It's really, it's really, a lot of women have come down, are going down to boxing gyms from that, off the back of that. And women are trying boxing. I mean, whether you agree with that as well or disagree, it's, it's, we, all, we all have judgments and opinions about stuff, but boxing is boxing, and it's, people should try it. I wouldn't advise anyone to do it for a living because it's really, really tough. It's brutal. It is tough to do for a living, but that was my, that was my choice, and I made that. That was a conscious choice that I made, and that's, that was my, that's what I did. But, um, yeah, boxing, I think, is a great metaphor for life. Life is a fight. Life is a battle. When you look at it, when you drill it down to the nuts and bolts, life's challenging. I just wonder, I've got a couple of minutes till we go to commercial break. I mean, you, you could say, uh, I've you know, sort of heard it said before that, you know, if you, if you have a mindset that you're looking for a battle, you'll always find one. Yeah. Um, so I wonder, or if you're looking for a challenge, you'll always find a challenge. Um, so it, is, is it always a battle or, or should it be? I don't know. That's, that's a really great point, actually. Life, yeah, should it be a battle? No, it shouldn't be a battle. Life would be nice if it was nice and smooth and it was peaceful and tranquil. But my own experience of life is not that. So that's just my experience. And, it, and I meditate, I do yoga and I do that stuff. And I go down to the gym and I fight. And I do, I've got a mixture of all sorts of stuff. And I think life is like that. My life is a mixture. We do experience peace, tranquility, joy, bliss at certain times. But then also, life, this is my experience. Life's a battle. Life's a challenge. And I love a challenge. I love a battle. That's who I am. And I'm a fighter. I'm a winner. I'm a go-getter. And that's who I am. So, And I take my life on like that. Now, whether that's right or wrong, but that's just, that is just who I am. Well, it's done... Uh... You've certainly achieved some significant things uh, so far with it. So uh, let's let's come back after the commercial break and let's hear um, from you, uh, Billy, more about teams and you know what you think of the key success components that you've learnt through your career. I think some of those will be fascinating for people. So we shall be back again in just a couple of minutes. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. Stock prices plunging, home prices receding, and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. 
Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Eastern Time, 11 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com, and I'm talking to Billy Schwer. We were, we were just talking, actually, in the break about uh, different this concept of uh, of having a you know, battle, and if you have a battle, you'll find a battle. And we would then started talking about archetypes, and um, one of those archetypes being the the warrior, which is something that you can bring out and use at appropriate times. If you want to find out a bit more about archetypes, I think somewhere on the Be More, Achieve More site on the in the resources, uh, there's some information there about uh, a, re- a recording about different uh, archetypes that I did with Ruth Sanderson, actually. So if you want to find out more about that, you can listen to that. So, Buddy, let's have a chat about what you... I love the architects. So let's, let's talk about the architects. That I am the warrior, but I just want to get over there. Also, what works in, in certain areas of my life, this is the paradox of who I am as we are as human beings. The warrior architect who I am doesn't work in other areas of life, especially relationships. So what has me win over here doesn't always have me win everywhere. So that's what I've discovered in my life. It's just what has me win has me fail as well. That's that's the interesting paradox of life. It's just incredible. Yeah, and uh, and I guess you know, I, I, you know, having being understanding when you have the understanding that actually, you know, that that being a being a warrior, I guess for yourself has been you know kind of a part of your winning formula. Yeah, yeah, that is my winning formula. But it just doesn't work, especially in relationships. Go and ask my ex-wife. She'll, <laughs> she'll tell you. And it's, I'm learning to be, because in a fighter, in a relationship, just doesn't work. It doesn't work. So I have to, I'm trying to switch archetypes or personalities, identities, or whoever I am, for different situations. So my winning formula in, in a certain area, maybe in the boxing ring or in business, the warrior, spirit, that doesn't work in relationships. It, but it's... It works in certain bits of it and certain bits not. So it's just an interesting trip. So I'm really clear and I, I, I get to see what works and what doesn't work. But does it say my life's perfect? No, it doesn't. I'm not perfect. I still mess up. I still don't get right. And I still, my identity kicks off. This warrior person always kicks off. And it, but that doesn't always work. So I'm at work on myself all the time. That's the key, isn't it? We're, we're in a journey and we all, uh, we all learn, don't we? <laughs> at uh, di- different stages of it and uh, I guess things like you need mentioned your meditation and things like yeah. that earlier on that that helps you get in touch maybe with some different other sides of your personality yeah yeah come I'm into my, the mental physical nutritional fitness I'm very into mind and body because my body was my tool that I used to go to work with it was like that was my access to becoming something extraordinary as a fighter so my I'm so in tune with my body everything I put in it everything I do listen I'm not perfect type as an athlete, I was, and then it's, it's like looking at the mental, the physical side of things, but then nutrition is so key as well, but some of us some of us don't really confront that and look at that. It's about what we're eating, what we put inside us. Just, that's so important because it gives us the energy to go and then create and drive and be, the, be whoever we want to be. 
important all those three aspects. I think if you can get all those three things in balance, then you can start to produce world class results. I think that's key. Are you, just uh, are you are you quite scientific in terms of what you eat? Uh, do, do do you have just just uh, some? No, I've, I'm, I I'm, I go back to the caveman. Paleo diet. I'm really big into the paleo diet. There's a great book out there by Rob Wolf. It's called The Paleo Solution. I'm really into it. I'm, I'm, I try and live like cavemen. How we do we? Basically, it's just trying to avoid processed foods, no carbs. But listen, I have an 80-20. I have an 80% clean, no carbs, but 20%. Listen, I love to go and have a drink. I love to party. And I like to eat pasta sometimes and stuff like that. So, but generally, as a rule, I have an 80-20 split of just eating and being clean, drinking lots of water, eating the right things, and just, yeah, trying to avoid the processed foods, the carbohydrates, and that stuff. And it really works. It really works. I'm energized. It's, it does work for me. That's, I just, I'm not carrying any weight, any fat. It's just, it just works. Fantastic. So, so well, um, I'll move on to, uh, on to, on to teams and individuals now and what what for you you've got some kind of things about seven principles key yes. components for your kind of methodology around successful teams and, and individuals in those teams do you want to share what those are and maybe, maybe we can then go and have a look at uh, each of them yeah. in more detail so what so i've got the seven principles of how to survive and thrive so these principles are what had me become a world champion and what have me be a success today so it's all based around boxing as the metaphor. So principle number one is win or lose, you choose. Then we've got principle number two is KO fear. They've got principle number three is fight for what you want. Principle number four is you're only as good as your next fight. Then grab a move, take it on the chin, and then box clever. So those, those are my seven principles. So if we go into details about each one, maybe it might help the people listening. Okay, so there's definitely, definitely a clear boxing theme in there, Billy. <laughs> so so and i know that um you know for within boxing clearly you think you may have articulated a little earlier that you know it is a it is a team thing you're out there the front of the team and you're the face of the team um but actually these principles are you know relevant for the the whole team and its performance absolutely yeah so yeah, because without teamwork, the dream don't work. So I was a fighter. I would step out into the ring on my own. I would step forward. The team would step backwards. But I wouldn't be in there without the team. So I'm really clear. Without without the team, there's no way I would achieve anything like I eventually did. I had a management team, a training team, a nutritional team. So I try and cover every bit of it, every aspect of it. Because without teamwork, the dream don't work. Mm. Yeah, very very true no one ever achieved anything of great significance on its own it's somebody yeah. once said <laughs> uh, we take we, as a fighter we're in there we take the glory and but it's the the trainers the, the team around us that have us be there and if uh, you can relate it to business the leaders in the team they're they're leading at the front but then they've got the great team behind because they wouldn't be where they are without the team definitely so let, let's um let's have a conversation and i believe the first one that you mentioned there was was win or lose you choose yeah so let's talk about win or lose you choose win or lose you choose right so it's about the choices that we make so my thing was i was so why did i end up being a boxer why did i choose to become a boxer so i've looked at that and i really i've brought it right down to the point of when i was five years old i've 
two older sisters, Mandy and Lisa. Lisa was eight and Mandy was 11. And we was in my mum and dad's front room and we was rolling around the floor and they was beating me up again. So they used to beat me up. So they used to sit, they used to, they used to pin me to the floor. I'd have one sitting on my chest and one would have my arms pinned back to the floor. And I'd be kicking and screaming and fighting. I would get so upset. I hyperventilate and turn blue. I couldn't breathe. I thought I was going to die. And it's in that moment I decided that no one was ever going to beat me, dominate me, hurt me, or get on top of me ever again, especially women. And, uh, so in that moment, I decided that I chose something. I, I made an unconscious decision about myself that I was weak. So I, I did, that I chose to become really tough to cover up and survive being weak. So being tough, it kind of become like my winning formula. So that was my unconscious choice that I made from a very early age. So I really believe that our identity starts to get created as we're growing up. From Mine was from five years of age. My identity started to get created. I've looked at it and something happened at five. Something happened when I was 11. Something happened when I was 14. Is That defined my future. A lot of this stuff was unconscious. So all those you choose is about getting people present to the choices they're making. So it's like just practice being aware of and recognizing the choices that you make because then you start to be the cause of and not at the effects of your life and your thoughts. Because my thoughts, they hold me back. They're not always, my thoughts are not always great. They, they hold me back sometimes. And I'm confronting them all the time. So this is, this is something to check out. So what I'm experiencing right now is a result of the choices and decisions that I've made in the past. So then when you look at what I'm going to experience in the future, all depends on the choices and decisions that I make right now. So win or lose, yeah, it's like, yeah, you get to choose right now from the choices and decisions that you make right now today, which is going to create your future. That's like, that's win or lose, you choose. So if you put that in the context of someone's listening here, they're thinking, I've got a team. So uh, is, is this about then, Billy from a team perspective, that the team also comes in with their own script. I, I heard a, a, a gentleman earlier in the week, Richard Wilkins, who was uh, fascinating, actually. I heard him talk and had a chat with him, and he, was, uh, he referred to this kind of thing as being your personal script. And I guess the individuals in the team all come in with their own personal scripts, and you've got to somehow yeah. focus somebody, people around, um, you know, this idea of, of, yeah. of winning as a team and what that might look like and uh, work with the different strengths and weaknesses in the team to ensure that you uh, overcome those and, yeah. or, or um, utilize those to get what you want. I think as a, as a leader of a team, I think it's so important. What you just said is great because you have a team of people. We're all individuals, but we're all part of a team. So the leader of the team, I think it has to make so certain, so sure that everyone feels safe. It's a, it's a good environment that everyone's in alignment with where they're going. Because we all need to know where we're going. But you don't know where you're going. It's like desire. Napoleon Hill put it so well about desire. What is desire? It's the starting point of all achievement. It's the first principle of success. Knowing what you want. So as a team leader or somebody as part of the team, it's about being in communication, making sure the team is aligned with your outcome, your desire, what is it that you want to achieve on a daily basis, on a weekly basis, on a monthly basis, on a yearly basis. But I think it's so important that the team are at one. There's no animosity, that everyone's everything's 
there's no problems or issues within the team to really have it a really thriving team. It's about thrive and survive. If we can be in alignment and really going for this goal, this thing we want to achieve in a certain time frame, I think that's so key. And as a leader, they have to nurture and nourish that team. And every individual in that team is an individual and they're all different. And we all require different things from different people. So it's really important. I think it's, and, it, and it's complex. We're all so complex, human beings. What works for you doesn't work, may not work for me, Chris. It's, it's like that. It's like what's going to work for each individual. I think as a, as a leader, that's key. Just be, acknowledge that and just be aware of it in the first place. Yeah, yeah. And, and I guess you know, make, making sure that everyone in that team does believe they can win. Because certainly from my experience, you can get one person in a team who uh, doesn't believe that you can achieve what you set out to achieve and they can sabotage the whole project. Yeah, absolutely. That's right. It's got to be so important to to flush that out and get that whatever's going on for that individual, get that complete, either work out whatever's going on with them within the team or get them out of the team. Mm. It's just simple. Absolutely, yeah. We mentioned the. We've only got a couple of minutes before we go to commercial break. <clears throat> I might see if we can skip the next. In fact, one minute. Um, so I might see if we can skip the uh, the next commercial break because I do want to um, cover these points. But uh, just let's before we go into the commercial break. Um, Ko fear. What does the Ko stand for? Ko fear. Knock out fear. It's about knocking out your fear. Does fear ever stop you? That's the thing. Does it get in the way? Does it, you, who do you in the face of fear? That's the thing. Does it confront you? Does it stop you? Do you embrace it? Do you challenge it? Does it stop you in your tracks? It's KO fear, knock out fear. Because once you start to confront and overcome your fears, then you will produce results in the face of any circumstance. Yes. But fear can sometimes stop us responding, reacting, and taking action. So if we're not responding, if we're not reacting, if we're not taking action, then we may go into denial. So we go into denial, so we don't have to deal with the things that we know we need to deal with. We avoid it. So we've avoided doing things. Okay, we well, all do, right? We do. We Absolutely. Do. Well, we'll carry on talking about this after the break, because we need to okay. to our, our break right now. But we'll be back again in a couple of moments, a couple of minutes. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. Hi, I'm Rebecca Costa, host of the Costa Report. Our guest this week is going to give us a rare look into the world of global hackers. The author of We Are Anonymous, Parmi Olson, will be here to tell us how hackers have assaulted Visa, PayPal, Sony Entertainment, even the Vatican. This is one program you don't want to miss. Join Parmi Olson this Tuesday at 6 a.m., and again at 6 p.m. on the Voice America Business Channel. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. 
These days, everyone is looking for information on staying young, healthy, and fit. The Voice America Health and Wellness Network is here to help you on your quest to better health and a better you. We talk about everything from diet, fitness, and aging to substance abuse, personal growth, mental health, and much more. Learn from our experts who cover health and wellness from traditional and holistic perspectives. Tune in to the Voice America Health and Wellness Network. Healthy living starts here. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, it's Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com. I'm with Billy Schwer. We're talking about uh, a team and really individual performance and the, the metaphor of uh, sport, of, of boxing. And uh, Billy, you were talking about KO fear, about knocking out fear. And I think you made you know, a really interesting point there that we should be facing into the things that we fear because um, by not facing into them it may well mean that we're not achieving our dreams is that uh, what you would absolutely so your thing be more achieve more is exactly it takes so much courage to confront it takes courage it takes heart and it takes spirit to really confront our fears because listen we're all we're all afraid of something and it's about it's about taking it's about challenging ourselves because be more achieve more is all about that because we, we sometimes deny that stuff and we're confronted by challenging those fears. But that's where that's where the magic is. Once you step up, step over and put yourself at risk, even be prepared to fail on the other side of that. That's, that's where who knows what exists. So so if, um, you know, from an individual's perspective, we need to do that. And we're talking a bit about teams as well. From a team perspective... Does this mean that maybe if you're leading a team, you've got to face into some of the things that maybe you're fearing facing into, maybe issues with the team that are not taking you towards you want to want to want to go to that to actually achieve success, you've got to deal with them. Absolutely, I think the team leader and also the team, the being in the team to stand up, raise your hand, and say, "Listen, I'm not happy. I'm not satisfied. I don't think this is working." It takes great courage. To do that, and I think if we, if we don't do that, if we're not, it's that self-expression. If we're not fully self-expressed, which takes courage, and it's to step up, put your foot risk, be prepared to. I think as human beings, we're so we're so concerned about what other people think of us. We're so concerned about looking good and not looking bad. We do things to avoid looking bad, and we may not stand up and get ourselves noticed because. We might look bad or we might say the wrong thing or we're concerned about what people are going to think of us. So that's a, that's a big factor, I think, in people confronting us and KOing their fears, knocking their fears out. It's about, it's about that human being bit of us, that looking good concern and all that stuff, which is, which is all nonsense, really. But we, we have it all and it's running us a lot of the time. So, so um, I've got some more questions I'd love to ask you about that, but I want to I want to make sure we cover these components. So, how do you best fight for what you want? What do you mean by that? So, fight for what you want. It's it's really that. It's very simple. So, win or lose, you choose. You get to choose your desire. So, what is it that you want? You you choose it. You powerfully choose it and stand for it. And then there's going to be obstacles. There's going to be challenges. You may get confronted. So, it's about 
overcoming those. So it's about knocking them out because fear may be one of them. So about knocking that out. And then, then you'll be left with something that you fight for. So that's the thing about fighting for what you want. So what is that that you want? So you need to look at that first of all. What do you really, really want? What is your desire? What is your outcome in the team, as a team leader, as an individual? What is that that you really, really want? Yeah. Um, have you got any uh, sort of you know, metaphors for that you know, from, from your boxing career? You know? Absolutely. So, yeah, so... So my thing, my, my dream, my thing was to become a world champion. So I, I then got the opportunity of a lifetime to fight for the world title. And it was in Las Vegas. It was in Las Vegas, the fight capital of the world. So can you imagine? I'm just a normal guy from a town in, in England called Luton, Luton Town. And there I am. I am top of the bill in Las Vegas. So I, I remember I'm, I'm walking down the Las Vegas Strip the bright lights, the limousines, the big hotels. And I look around, Elton John was playing, Barbara Streisand was on, and it was like, it's, oh, it's incredible. And then I went and stood outside the MGM Grand, which was the biggest hotel in the world at the time. And I looked up, and there was a big display unit, 30 foot up in the air, and my name was flashing in lights. Billy Schwer, Luton. It was like, wow, this is it. I have arrived. <laughs> I, was, I couldn't believe it. I was top of the bill in Las Vegas, just a normal kid. How did that happen? It's like I was fighting a real tough guy called um, a Mexican guy called Rafael Ruelas and Michael Buffer. Do you know Michael Buffer? Let's get ready to rumble. He was the master of ceremonies. <laughs> so, so the fight. I remember the fight started. Now, world title fights are not easy to win, especially in Las Vegas, and it was a real battle. But about three rounds in, disaster struck for me. I got a big cut over my eye. So a big, a big gaping wound appeared. So I had a great cuts man. I had one of the best cuts man in, in the world in my corner, part of my team. And he managed to patch me up, Denny Mancini. He patched me up and I continued to box on. But it was a real battle. It was a, it was a real challenge. But I wanted this title so bad. But only a couple of rounds later, disaster struck struck for me again i got another cut over my other eye so there was blood everywhere everywhere it was t the fight was turned into a, re a real bloodbath the damage was really bad and i remember the referee a famous referee called mills lane he come back to my corner but after the after the eighth round he said i think it's the seventh round he said he said to me kid i'm gonna give you one more round and he was like oh oh wow one more round. So what that what it, what it means was I've got three more minutes to go and knock this guy out. Otherwise, that's it. I'm out of there. So have you ever felt under pressure to perform? It's like, this is it. I had this next round. My life depended on it. So I went out there and I gave it everything. But you know what? I didn't knock him out. So they stopped the fight. So my dream had been shattered. And that was... I remember after the fight, I'm sitting there thinking... I had a broken nose, I had two big cuts over my eyes, I had blood running down my face, my body was in agony, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, maybe I should think about getting a proper job. There must be easier ways I can make a living. I was in agony. But then I come back to fight for what you want. So I'd failed in my first attempt to become a world champion, but you know what? You've got to fight for what you want. You may not get what you want first time round. It's like having that perseverance, the courage to continue. And follow your follow your heart, follow your dreams. 
I see. So, that, so this is about then, you know, when we hit those inevitable, as every team does and every individual does, we hit those troughs. It's about yeah. actually, you know, it's actually about being able to mentally move yourself out of that to be able to then go on and and fight the next fight. Absolutely, it's about win or lose. You choose. So then I had to, I had to choose all over again. Do I want to continue with being a boxer or a fighter? Then I choose. Yes. Okay. Yes. What do I need to overcome? My fears. And all right. Okay. Then go again. Fight for what you want. So, so you, so then you've, you, you say that you're only as good as your next fight. So, is this about being? I mean, how does that relate to the? Uh, yeah. To, you know, you do your best fight for what you want. How, how does yeah, that? So, so you're only good as your next fight. It probably needs a little bit of explaining. So you're only good as your next fight. It's all about the future that you're living into, the future that you're creating, generating, and causing. So, so you're only good as your next deal. As a team, as a business, you're only good as the, the next deal because the past is the past. So we've got to be looking to the future all the time. So for me, when I found that first attempt... I had to live into a new future, a new, and my future was still to become a champion. So I had to reinvent and recreate the future, and it was so I was passionate about that. So I, I went to work. I became a European champion. I defended the European title three times, and I, I got myself to be ranked number one in the world. So then I got a second opportunity to fight for the world title. This time is at Wembley, Wembley Arena in London. Now, I was fighting a guy called Stevie Johnson from America. It's for the WBC title. And it was, um, I stepped into the ring that night. I was prepared not to come out. It's like, I was willing to do anything to win that title to become champion of the world. So, the, so I remember the bell went, the fight started. Stevie was a great, he was the best in the world. He was a great fighter. He was brilliant. And he was so quick. He was unbelievable. It was great. The first half of the fight was an absolute, it was brutal. It was a real battle. I got a big cut across the bridge of my nose. My cuts man, Denny Mancini, had to do his work again in the corner. And it was like, it was a real battle. The fight went the full 12 rounds. The second half of the fight was like fast and furious, but it went the distance. I remember standing in the centre of the ring awaiting the decision after 12 really tough rounds. And they make the announcement, ladies and gentlemen, the winner is Stevie Johnson. So I'd lost again. And it was a bloody nightmare because I was covered in blood again. I had more stitches in my face. But there's a lot of controversy after the fight because he failed the drug test. But he got off with it on a technicality. So I was, I, was, I was gutted. I was absolutely so disappointed that that had happened. And it was, okay, so, so now what? So in my, when I look back, the experience then was I was so disappointed, so upset. I failed again and I was felt cheated do you ever feel cheated it's like that i felt mm. I, I, I felt life was unfair was life was being unfair to me so then it's like okay so now what so now i had to you're only going to your next fight it's about leaving the past in the past learn your lessons from the past and not dwell in it don't get stuck in the past because some things are in our control some things are not Life happens, things happen, stuff happens. It's about leaving the past in the past and then focus on and creating and generating and causing a future. One that you invent and you design for yourself and it's about living into that. And then that's, that's all about you're only good at your next fight. It's all about the future you're living into. So be the future that you want to be. So jab, jab and move then? So jab and move is about, it's exactly that. If you If you know about boxing, it's about jabbing and moving. It's about... We have a jab, which is the, our lead punch. So that enables us to then look for new openings. So as a boxer, as, a, as an athlete, as a fighter, 
as an entrepreneur, I'm always looking for new openings. I'm always jabbing and moving, looking for new opportunities. I'm looking for new ways of winning. Well, at the same time, I'm continuously looking at what's coming, what's next, what's next, what's next. But then also, we're having to deal with whatever happened, whatever is happening right now in this present moment. Being, being ultra-present. Because as a fighter, if you're not ultra-present to the moment, to the now, then you're dead. It's like you're, you are dead. If you're not present, you are dead. You need to keep jabbing and moving, looking for those openings. So then I did that, and I got another shot of the world title. So world title challenge number three. Again, this time I was at Wembley Conference Centre. I was boxing a guy called Colin Dunn. Then the fight started. I was boxing beautifully, and I'm, I started to build up a nice points lead. And I'm thinking... Yes, this is it. I've done it. It was like third time lucky. Surely it was going great. I had no cuts and it's like, yay, here we go. This is it. But no, no. Do you ever notice that life doesn't always go the way that you want it to? It was like Colin fought his way back into the fight. And the second half of the fight, it started to become really close. And it's like, I remember going back to my corner after 11 punishing rounds. And I sat down and my, my corner man Gentleman Jack Lindsay, he whispered in me and says, Billy, all you've got to do is survive three more minutes and you'll become the world champion. So I went out for that last round and I gave it everything. The final bell went, the fight was over, and I'm standing there awaiting the decision. I'm thinking, this is it. The referee grabs hold of my wrist and he's tightening his grip up. I'm thinking, he's going to lift my arm up in victory. I have done it. I've achieved my dream. And the man says, ladies and gentlemen, the winner is Colin Dunn. She's oh. like, third time unlucky. It's about jabbing and moving. It was a, so what I, what I really started to look at was I really doubted whether it was going to happen for me. I had three failed attempts. So I doubted myself big time. It's like, is this going to happen? So then I thought jab and moving is about looking at new ways of winning. So I sat down and I thought to myself, if you're going to become a world champion, maybe you need to make some changes. And that's what I'd started to look at. And I made some changes and I moved up a weight. And that, that made a big difference to me, moving up a weight. So the next weight category allowed me to be five pound heavier because making the weight was absolutely killing me. It was so tough to make the weight. All about making the weight. It was an absolute killer. So I made some changes. So jabbing moving is about, there's a great quote. Henry Ford said, if you always do what you've always done, you'll always get what you've always got. So make the change. Would making some changes get you results? It's about that. It's about looking at that. And I guess it may be in a, you know, in a team situation, that might even be ch- changing some of the personnel if you need need be to build the strength of the team up to support the end result. It could be a number of things, couldn't it? Absolutely. It's just having the courage to step outside of yourself, maybe look at yourself from a, a different perspective as a, from a third party, maybe, and look at, yeah, what? And it's, but you know what? It takes courage to hold your hand up and go, you know what? What I'm doing is working. Maybe yeah. I need to make some changes. And who do I need? Who do I need in my team to support me in making these changes? Who can I rely on? Who's who's in your corner? Who have you got? Who's in your team? That's so crucial. Who's got your back? It's like we need people to have our backs. It's about so though I had a great team around me. They had my back. They had me covered. And it's all about that. So it's just yeah, those situations about having the courage to step up, stand up, and go. You know what? This ain't working. What do we need to do now? What's next? So, so interestingly, you, you've uh, in these these principles. The next one is is uh, take taking number six things. Take it on the chin. So it sounds like to me that you needed to take it on the chin after take it on the chin. Now, as an athlete, as a boxer, you can imagine from boxing from eight <laughs> years old, I've took loads on the chin. So so the metaphor is is about 
life just doesn't always work out the, the way that you want to. So my experience of three failed attempts was, you know what, take it on the chin and come again. So I, I, I got another opportunity. So I moved up to the next weight category, which was light welterweight. And I got another challenge for the world task. So this is my fourth attempt. And it was, um, so those extra five pounds made a massive difference to me. And like, you know, when you look at life, sometimes it's the small things that make the big difference. So it's like, what little thing can you change that will make the big difference? We may make a little change now, today, but over time, it'll make a big difference. So I, my fourth attempt, I was boxing a guy called Newton Villarreal from Colombia. So, the, I mean, he was he was the champion. He was defending his title, and I wanted that title so bad. He was, but I had a great start to the fight. I put him down in, in the second round with a beautiful right hand, and I thought, only in the second round, I thought, yes, this is it. I'm going to go home early. I'm going to have a nice early night. This is it. I'm going to get out of here. Early night. Yes. He got up. I thought, I know I thought he wasn't going to get up, but he got up. So I, I, I ended up not going home early. Went the full 12 rounds. So I go back to my, my corner after 12 grueling rounds. It was really punishing. But let's, let's take it back to when I come out for the, for the final round, the 12th round. So I go back to my corner after 11 tough rounds. And I sit down in my corner. They start to shout and scream at me. They're shout, like, throwing buckets of water at me, trying to find words of wisdom to give me to take out into that last round. And then I came out. The bell went for the last round. And I, I'm just like, you know what? Sir Winston Churchill once said, history will be kind to me, for I intend to write it. So I came out for that 12th and final round intending on writing my history. And it was like... That bell went, and I pushed through the pain. I was forcing the pace. It was absolute agony. I was gasping for air. That last three minutes, that last round, it felt like eternity. But eventually the bell went, the fight was over, the agony ceased. I go to the centre of the ring, I wait the decision. So I look out into the crowd, and I can see my mum. My mum's sitting ringside. She's been to every fight that I've had. She's sitting ringside. I can hear my sister's. I can see my fans, my supporters have been there from day one. They've supported me for right throughout my career. We're looking at each other. We're, have I done it? Did I do it? And eventually, the MC, the Master of Ceremonies, makes the announcement. And I eventually got to hear the words I've been waiting all my life to hear. And the, the words were, and the winner is, and the new IBO light welterweight champion of the world is Billy Schwerd. It's like... <laughs> my dream had come true. It's like I'd achieved my dream. I shed blood, sweat, and tears to achieve my dream. But it took. But the thing was, is that belt that you saw, you talked about earlier, Chris. That belt, that big belt, that took me twenty years to win that thing. It's like ridiculous how long it took. But that 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 was my dream. So like I, I fulfilled my dream. But then what happened was, after the dream was fulfilled. We was on the way to the after fight pie, which we'd organised in my hometown. I didn't quite feel right. I felt I started to have double vision. I didn't feel right, and I, I was violently sick. So I went to the hospital. So I, I was, I was in hospital. So they kept me in hospital for two days. So when you, when I talk about taking it on the chin, things are not always going to go the way that you plan it. Life ain't just always going to work out the way that you want it to. I won the title, and then I ended up in hospital. But I was lucky enough to come out after two days. I just had concussion. So I was okay. But then me being me, at that time, back in those days, I was in such a hurry. 
this belt took me 20 years to win. It's like, I need to make some money from it. It's like, show me the money. I was greedy. I was impatient. I was reckless. I was mindless. All that really embarrassing stuff. I was, I had, I had it all. And I had my next fight only three months later, my first defense of the title. And looking back, you know what? If I could change things, I would have done things differently. But the fight was an absolute war. We knocked each other from pillar to post, round after round. And eventually, in the 11th round, it all caught up with me and I got knocked out. I lost my world title in my first defense. It's like, <sighs> but not only that, I ended up back in hospital. Like, but this time I traveled in style. I went in an ambulance. So I'm going through central London in an ambulance in the back, sirens blaring. And I remember looking out the window of the ambulance on the way to hospital. And it is in that moment I realized my life as I know it was over. And that was about the toughest decision I have ever made to retire from professional boxing. And that was when my whole world fell apart really around that because my life was, was gone. It was over in that respect. So we maybe have to have you back again at some point and explain how you turned yourself around from that, uh, from the next phase, really. Absolutely. Um, Cause that for me, that is the whole story. And it's how I become a world champion is one part of it. But then the, the next part for me was the biggest fight I've ever had. It was the biggest challenge of it. The stuff I've had to overcome depression, divorce, bankruptcy. I lost everything. I had my home repossessed. I had no money. I had no future. And I felt like a complete failure it's like, and I, I went, I really struggled. I went through a crisis. And the real story for me is about how I come out of that, using those, those seven principles, how to survive and thrive. Because I've been to the top and I've been to the bottom. It's about how do we survive and thrive and how do we keep winning? How do we keep going? That's, that's, that's where that's the magic is. And we've got, we've got to, to about two and a half minutes to close. So is, is that what the, the kind of principle of Box Clever is about? Uh, um, yeah, absolutely. It's a boxing clever. So box, box clever is when you, when, you first, when you start to engage with the first six principles, you'll be doing the seven boxing clever. So boxing clever is all about, it's like I've given, so what I've done, boxing clever, I've, I'm given myself the freedom to be free, free, free from the constraints of my past, free to honour myself. I'm free to get what I want from this life and not settle for nothing. That's what Boxing Clever is about, not settling. Fantastic. So I've, we're, we're coming um, towards the close now, but I just wondered in a, you know, in a sort of minute, you could just maybe summarise what your final messages are. What would you like to leave people with? So what I want to leave people with is, it's like for myself, is I am my leader. We are our leaders. We don't lose, you choose. It's like, I am, I am the one I've been waiting for. You are the one you've been waiting for. You are it. This is it. Box clever. It's not about where you've been. It's about where you're at right now, creating the future. There's going to be troubles ahead. There will be. So box clever. But what my thing is about what you do for a living, what you, what you engage in daily, your job, whatever that is, your business, is going to fill such a large part of your life that to be the only way to be truly satisfied it's to do something you love doing. So if you haven't found it yet, just keep looking. Don't sell. Keep searching. And then as, as with all matters of the heart, once you find it, you'll know that. It's about, about finding that and pursuing that. So it's having the courage to follow your heart, instincts and intuition. But be patient. It's okay. Again, so, um, yeah, it takes time. So Winston Churchill, another quote from him. Success is not final. Failure is not fatal. But it's the courage to continue is what matters. Fantastic. So that's well, on, what it's all about. 
Fantastic. Well, on that note, Billy, I'd like to say thank you very much for being on the show today. It's been absolutely fascinating talking to you. Hope you've enjoyed being on on the show. Chris, thank you very much for having me. There's so much more. I would love to give you so much more. We can talk. We can talk. Brilliant. I just want to wish everyone a great happy Friday. Go out there, win or lose, you choose. Go and choose your day, choose your life, choose your future, overcome your fears, challenge yourself, and just go and be happy, fulfilled, satisfied. Just go for it. Fantastic, Billy. And if you want to find out more about Billy, um, you can actually pick up a document covering your seven principles if you go to www.billyschwer.com. And I shall also stick a link to that on my um, my blog post on bemorechivemore.com. And also, um, Billy mentioned to me, if anyone's listening to this, and uh, looking to book speakers in the United States, Billy would love the opportunity to get back to the United States again and uh, and speak over 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 there. So um, uh, that would be uh, great. So um, do get in touch with Billy if that you want to do anybody to do that. And if you've got any questions or feedback, please send them to Chris at bemoreachievemore.com. I'd love to hear from you or leave them on the Facebook page at facebook.com slash bemoreachievemore. Um, subscribe to the newsletter on bemoreachievemore.com. I'll let you know of uh, new guests. And next week's show with a lady called Hilary Wilson and we're going to be talking about she's written a book about career success and if you if you've got anybody in your family or if you're um, looking to pursue your career and develop it she's got some fantastic uh, tips and recommendations on how to go about having a really successful career so we shall do that again until then have a uh, fabulous week thank you we thank you for listening to be more achieve more Please join your host, Chris Cooper, again next Friday at 8 a.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Enjoy your week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com.